today on Lockdown Red Wings. How big is the gap between Detroit and the conference finalists? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today, guys, uh, episode's going to be kind of, you know, loosey-goosey. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to riff a little bit here and there. Our main question in today's episode is simply going to be, you know, how big is the gap between the Detroit Red Wings and the other conference finalists that are, you know, still remaining in the Stanley Cup Finals? Obviously, the Florida Panthers have a three nothing lead over the Carolina Hurricanes, and going before as of recording this, the Stars have a two nothing deficit to the Vegas Golden Knights right now. As we uh, record this sit here today, by the time you guys are listening to this, you probably will already know the outcome. But it, it just leads the question: one, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the teams in the playoffs as of yet, and I mean, if we want to make it Red Wing centric, we just got to ask the question: like, what separates the Red Wings from those teams? And you know, you hear us talk a lot about. Star power, scoring. I mean, that number one, Scotty, that's the number one thing. But there's a couple other factors that play into what is the biggest gap between us and them. Yeah, for sure. Well, and and I I think the cool thing about just like kind of opening this up to the entire postseason is we can kind of have this conversation with just playoff teams in general, not necessarily just the conference final teams. But if we were to start in the East – and we go, oh, well, how far away are we from the eight seed? Well, <laughs> same conversation as far as eight seed as to conference final, obviously, with the Panthers having their run. So uh, I, I think that, I, I mean, it's really easy to just point and say the biggest thing is that, like, overpowering, I guess is the word, like, superstar caliber player. Like, that's uh, something that, not only is is uh, looked at if you're looking at the conference final teams, but if you're just looking really, I mean, Carolina, I guess, is kind of weird. But, like, if you're just looking across the entire panel of the postseason, uh, that's something that kind of trumps all, is, is uh, somebody on your team that has that, like, crazy high, like, well over a point a game, you know, a 100-point score in the regular season type of, type of talent and that's kind of the biggest we can get more intricate with it i mean we have a half hour to talk about it here we can get more intricate with it and start talking about like the really specific and niche differences but uh, i mean if you want to start really general i think that that's a pretty obvious place to start yeah absolutely i mean if you look at all four of these teams they, they're all in the top 15 and goals for uh florida panthers sit at six vegas is at seven dallas at 14 and carolina at 15 and if you look at the goals against you know it's it's again, the same thing, you know, they're just, they're all teams that are really good at scoring goals and preventing goals. Carolina especially is really good. It's, it's when you look at the, there's three things really Scotty that tend to separate the Red Wings from those three things. And you can lead, we can even lead the conversation off, go team by team. If you want, you kind of mentioned it already, the Florida Panthers starting in division and the fact that Red Wings were what 12 points shy of a wild card. And that was the Florida Panthers. They're the eighth seed, and now they're in the Eastern Conference Final. Those three things that each of these three teams have, the Red Wings 
lack to different degrees is, in my opinion, youth, depth, and star power. Red Wings had a lot of youth on their side. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the other thing that I want to just throw in here, we can get back to it more in depth later if you want, or we can just kind of include it in the, in this, is star power as far as production in the postseason, goaltending is very much included into that mix, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, we have seen time and time again, not only this season with Bobrovsky, but uh, just over the last, t- I mean, back to those, uh, like the, the Preds team that made a miracle run. Right with Raskin, that like we've seen so often. Uh, if a goalie turned Jake Ottinger a year ago, right? Like we we've seen it time and time again. Like if a team or if a if if a goalie stands on his head and really just goes supernova, that can absolutely carry a team uh, as well. And that's very obviously something that uh, the Red Wings. That's one of their biggest team needs this offseason is adding to the to the the depth and just talent in between the pipes. So that's another thing I just wanted to throw in there. You you bring up uh, goaltending carrying, and and yes, the Florida Panthers have youth. The Red Wings do have youth. So like when you're looking at the boxes, the Red Wings have the check. It's they have the youth. Their depth is getting there, so it's like a half check. Yeah, star power they significantly lack, and the Florida Panthers went all in and made a gamble this offseason. Trading away Huberto, who was over 100 point player, 28 years old, about to do a extension, and Mackenzie Weger, who's a fantastic defenseman, who's in that window as well, yep. and got Matthew Kachuk out of it. When we talked to Armando Velez, one of the things he brought up uh, when, during the preseason crossover is that he expected the Florida Panthers to slide out of the divisional spot and into a wild card. Now, I think they did slide back farther than he initially thought, not clinching a wild card until like literally the last week of the season, but they got that wild card. But the payoff he was expecting, and he said this, the payoff Armando was expecting came sooner. He said, long-term, this is going to be a better outcome for the Florida Panthers because they got younger. They got a guy who they have more control over and the ceiling for Kachuk is yet to be written and it helps with cap because now you're not paying two guys you're paying one and look at what it's done Matthew Kachuk has been a bona fide stud in the playoffs and they're now one game away from a Stanley Cup final the Florida Panthers are everything the Red Wings should be looking to be like when it comes to a young upcoming team with star power like that is exactly what the Red Wings should be shooting for they just need to get that stud that star yeah for sure well and and if we just want to Talk about how great Armando's been over at Locked On Panthers. He has predicted so much of this; it's actually insane. He he talked in the preseason about the in the regular season maybe sliding back to a wild card, and then going into the postseason said like everybody should be terrified of the Panthers, regardless of their seating and regardless of the fact that they play Boston in the first round, just because they are built for the postseason, right? Like that's a real thing. You you can have a roster that is built for the playoffs and built for the regular season. Like we've seen time, the, the president's uh, trophy curse, right? Like we've seen time and time again, so many teams that are quote unquote built for the regular season and can't get it done. And, and we've seen these teams in the last seven, eight years that have been one of the lower like seeded teams in the postseason make runs. And, and the thing that like the Panthers have two big things going for them. And that's star power of Matthew Kachuk and an absolute, like all-time historic heater in that from Sergei Bobrovsky. And oh, yeah, that carries the, you. Right, and that's in the playoffs. That's what you need. You need star-level production offensively, 
and you need a, a goalie that is on his head. And the Flo- Florida Panthers have gotten that to an extreme to, to both of them. Uh, like, it, it, it would – if the postseason ended today magically, the Con Smythe, it, it would probably just have to go to Bob. But, like, it would be 1-2 Bob and, and Kachuk pretty comfortably. I don't even think anyone's really close to either I, of them. The Panthers have won 10 of their last 11 games ever since Bobrovsky took over for Lyon. And yeah. in terms of youth, again, the Panthers – have seven players on their roster age 30 or over, two of which are goalies. So only five skaters over 30 years old. And you you didn't even mention Barkov as well. They have yeah. Sasha Barkov, who's phenomenal. So it's they, they got the youth, they got the depth, they got the star power. And like Armando said, they may have taken a step back this year, but they could be looking to take a huge step forward in the divisional race, especially, I'm saying this with trepidation, but if Boston slides a little, if, Ber- if Bergeron and Krejci retire, they could see a small step back, and that l- could leave a room for the Florida Panthers to get back in that divisional race. If oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs shake up, if Tampa Bay is finally starting to show its age, like you're starting to see cracks where other teams could break through, like Florida, who could become a consistent divisional threat. Buffalo could be a consistent divisional threat. Detroit, if they can get that star. Ottawa. I, I don't want to say Ottawa because I say Ottawa every single year and every single year they miss the playoffs. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but we, I mean, we both had Ottawa missing the playoffs this year and I still think they're iced at least, I guess I'm not going to speak for you. I still think they're heading in a decent direction. I, I think they're yeah. heading in the right direction too. I just, I hesitate to ever say their name Um, for the record. You mentioned Sergei Bobrovsky just being an absolute stud goal saved above expected. Well, first of all, easy one. His save percentage right now is, is like nine, three, five. And since taking over full time for lion, his save percentage is like nine, seven, eight, something yeah. ridiculous. He's only let in three goals in three games against the Carolina hurricanes. Not that they're a high offense team. That's not the style they play. They're like the exception to the rule, the conference finals teams. If you ask me, For sure. but like he's been insane. His well, goal save it, above expected Scotty is 19.76 in the playoffs. Yeah. He's almost 20 he saves 20 goals more than expected in the playoffs. That is it's insane. one of the, it's one of the best, like postseason goaltender performances since we were able to record this data. I yes. think oh eight, oh eight yes. or oh nine. It's like one of the three or four best goalie postseason runs literally ever. The next best well, goalie literally of the, ever in the last like 20 years. The next best goalie of the active goaltenders is Aiden Hill, which is at seven, which Aiden Hill, I mean, he deserves some shout out too, because nobody expected this out of him, especially after that trade from San Jose. But we'll talk about Vegas in their own time. But Scotty, do you have any final thoughts on Florida before I get to this break? No, I, I actually, I really want to get into, I want to talk about the Canes a little bit more. Cause I think that that's like you said, kind of the exception of the rule in the sense of like, they don't have like an 100 10 point kind of like offensive output on their team and are still here and are still a threat. So I wanted to kind of riff about them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we will do that, but first I got to talk to the people about eBay motors for championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay motors with guaranteed eBay fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop eBay Motors. And with with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right right parts, right fit, and right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about what separates the Detroit Red Wings from these teams in the Eastern Conference, or not even the Eastern Conference, but the Conference Finals as a whole. Uh, we're talking about the Florida Panthers, who are up 3 nothing over the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's switch, though, and talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, who are, again, down 3 to nothing to the Florida Panthers. And, you know, what separates Detroit? from being a Carolina Hurricanes-esque team? And why are the Carolina Hurricanes now finding themselves struggling in the conference finals? Yeah, well, I I mean, again, it's really easy to point and just say, like, the lack of offense is catching up to them. Uh, But they have also played in two, like, what, two overtime games in this series already? Like, it's been – it's not like it hasn't been a close series or whatnot. Uh, It's, you know, one goal either way. But – yeah, the, the thing that fascinates me about Carolina is the fact that, like you said before the break there, they are the exception to the rule. Like, this is uh, a team whose leading point scorer this year had 71 points. Like, that's that's very – didn't – how much did Larkin end with? 79. Yeah. So, like – Or was it – oh, yeah, 79 because he only played 80 games. He was right, one point he, off. Right, he played – he was two games short or whatever. But yeah, like this is this is a, a team whose leading point producer this season had comfortably less than the Detroit Red Wings. Like this is not a and they had three sixty point scores, which the Detroit Red Wings obviously didn't have. And like Aho uh, had over thirty five goals this season. Like they they definitely you know I'm not trying to make it sound like they just don't score and they don't have production from anybody. It's certainly a a deeper team at the top, but. Like, kind of on yesterday's episode, we were talking about bringing in players that maybe aren't those 40-goal scorers, but can still get you, you know, 68 to 78, maybe even push a point a game type of production. And can this team be successful with just a few of those guys rather than going out and trying to get the bona fide 100, 110-point getter? And this is a team that has done that, and the reason is we talked about it a lot, but this is a, a system system. Right. Like yeah. this is the definition of a, a team that is utilizing and really getting the most out of their system. They have an incredible defensive system in place that uh, just doesn't allow shots on net. They haven't even gotten crazy, crazy, like unbelievable goalie play over the last couple of years and have still been really good just because they don't need a great goalie and they don't need uh, an 110 point score when you literally can't get shots off against them. And that's the way that their system's in place. And when comparing it to the Red Wings, obviously Lalone's system is a little bit more defensive. And I think that if there is any team, even more so than the Panthers, that I look at and I go, like, where is the glimmer of hope of, like, the Wings, even if we don't get one of these big stars to turn into still a good playoff team, this is the hockey team that I look at. That's precisely it. That's such a solid point. I think it was the athletic that wrote an article basically saying like all hope is not lost. If the Red Wings don't get a superstar pointing to the Carolina hurricanes yeah. who not a great look now being down three Oh in the conference finals, but to even make, conference it, final yeah, <laughs> to make it to the conference finals. And, and, and you mentioned the goalie thing too. And historically goalies go to Carolina, have career years, go elsewhere and fall, you know, regress back to their mean because of the fact the system that they run, which is so oppressive and suppresses shot attempts is makes, makes it really easy for goalies. I mean, they don't give up a lot of shots per game. I think the, I think the Panthers in that one, nothing win just last night only had less than, I think it was 28 shots. And they had 28 shots on that less than 30. I mean, they do that on a nightly basis. They don't face more than 30 shots on a nightly basis, but to Frederick Anderson's credit, 
I, I said Aiden Hill was the second best. I was mistaken. It was Frederick Anderson who was the second best goal save above expected in this playoffs. So not only are they playing their system the way they have been and found their way to the conference final in doing so, Frederick Anderson has also, you know, picked his game up and is is the second best goalie remaining in the playoffs at goal saved above expected with eight four four, and his save percentage is nine three, uh, nine three seven, which is damn good. But yeah, he's just sure. unfortunately on the other side of a Florida Panthers team, which four checks really hard, and Carolina who struggles to score goals. Is it, this is it's it's kind of like the the kryptonite almost the Carolina style. The Florida Panthers are such an overwhelming type of forechecking team that they're actually cracking the armor of the Carolina Hurricanes defense. And because they're so oppressive in the offensive zone with the forecheck, the Carolina Hurricanes team, which struggles to score goals, can't break out of their own zone and create consistent offensive pressure. It's it's like this perfect storm of like this is what the Carolina Hurricanes did not need is an just an oppressive offensive forecheck and that's what the Panthers provide but that being said also we mentioned so obviously the Hurricanes have no 40 goal score they have no player on their team who eclipsed what you said 71 points was the, their best point getter 71 was the and then their leading goal scorer was Aho, obviously and he had 36 yeah yeah and, and he was their only 30 goal score you you have to imagine that they might have been able to get to 40 goals if Andrei Svechnikov was completely healthier. Max sure. Pacioretty didn't get completely, didn't have his entire season robbed because he had three goals in five games, incredibly small sample size. But Max Pacioretty is aging like fine wine. Yeah. You know, maybe not 40 goals, but at least an 80 point score. And those two guys provide a lot of the offense. But the Carolina Hurricanes are the exception to the rule because they can make it this far without that offense because of that style, like you said. They made up for the lack of star power by double-checking boxes' depth. Right. Like, <laughs> I talk about the three three things that this team, that a team needs to make it to the conference final is youth, depth, and star power. They're a little bit older on the how average age this? scale, but they how just double-checked the depth box. How, they ha- Guess how many, unless you have the number pull up, unless you have their stats pulled up, but guess off the top of your head how many how many players they had that had 29 or more points this season. Oh, yeah, I have it. I do have it pulled up, but it's not sorted by points. So, uh, I'm looking over here. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to look at the uh, five. They had 13 people have wow. 29 or more points on the season. That is I, the definition of depth. Yes, that's like almost your entire. They had 12 30-point getters, right? And then Fast had, like I said, had 29. But they had literally 12 different people all eclipsed 30 points. Uh, They had five all eclipsed 40 and then three above 60. So, like, just uh, not overwhelming power, but just uh, checks all the boxes when it comes to depth. But that's exactly it. Like, if you're not going to have one or two guys get you 70 to 100 points, you're going to have to have five to 10 guys. Five is probably a little bit underselling. Probably like eight to 10 guys who can get you 40 or more. If you're, if you're not, if it's not top heavy, you got to share the wealth. I I like to look at this as Toronto and Edmonton are one extreme where you have two to four guys who dominate your scoring for sure. (laughs) Yes. You have two to four guys who dominate your scoring and you hope put all your hopes and dreams on those guys to carry your team to success. But in the end, it doesn't work out because you need depth where Carolina is the other extreme where that's too much depth, where depth can carry you further 
But in the end, you need that guy who can be a game breaker, a game changer to take you over the top. You marry those two things, you know what you get? The Tampa Bay Lightning of the last four years. Yeah, I was going to say the Boston Bruins this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I say the Tampa Bay because they actually won. Correct, the yeah. Well, yes, sure, if sure. you're talking regular season, Boston, for sure. Like, you got to marry that depth and that star power to Tampa get where you're at. Tampa is honestly the better yeah. example. They have been an absolute juggernaut. They, they, do you remember Tampa? I want to say it was after their first cup. Might have been after their second cup. They had, like fourth liners on their team that were getting like top six money elsewhere. Right. Cause they yeah. just like couldn't retain everybody just because of how deep of a team. They Look were. at Andre Pilat, right? That's just right. The Pilat was the example I was thinking of. Yeah. Like he was like a, what a third, <laughs> I mean, probably a second or third liner on. Yeah. He was Bay. a middle six Goes guy. The devils and yeah. <laughs> immediately go, it becomes a top sixer. So right. that's just how deep they were. Um, we had to take another quick break and then we'll spend segment three talking about the Western conference as it's just, God, it's an embarrassment of riches when you talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. It's insane. Uh, so stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bird Dogs and Scotty. So I had been talking to the people about how I tried them on, and I liked what I ha- I like what I felt. But this past weekend, I went up to the grandparents' cottage, helped them put the boat in the water. Perfect time for me to actually like get some work into these shorts. And I got to tell you, man, they were amazing. I do. I absolutely love them. They're like instantly my favorite pair of shorts that I own. Yeah. And like, I got them again, like three days ago. (laughs) I jokingly told my, uh, my uncle about like the built-in boxer brace, partly to make them uncomfortable because like, who wants to hear about that? Right. (laughs) Um, but like, I, honest to God, I loved it so much. And because I was doing a lot of work in and out of the water, the way that they're designed, like they got one that's like 90% cotton and one that's like, uh, I think, no, 70% cotton, like 70% polyester. Yeah. They both oh, were just yeah. perfect because, and like, I'm not afraid of getting them wet. They can serve. They're so versatile. And the fact they can serve as like swim trunks, you can wear them casually just around the house. They dry really quickly because of the material that they're made out of. And they're a really stretchy fabric. So like they're pretty much one size fits all. It's, they're just so versatile. They're so comfortable too. like just wearing them around the house. I'm just like, yeah, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I wore them to the gym on Monday and I, like they were comfortable to work out in. I did. I ran on the treadmill with them on. So they're just, there's incredible amount of versatility, incredible amount of comfort. The fit is fantastic. And it's just like, there's, these are shorts that you guys, if you want just top end shorts without having to like pay an arm and a leg for them, you got to go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL, enter promo code lockdown NHL. And they'll even throw in a Yeti style bird dogs, mud mug with every order. So make sure you go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL and enter that promo code lockdown NHL for that free tumbler. And guys, I'm telling you, you're going to love these shorts. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scott, let's talk about the Western Conference now. More of an abbreviated, uh, well, not abbreviated segment. We'll get a full segment, but we're going to have to split one segment between two teams. Yeah, well, I think it's I mean, okay. East is we, like our direct. Yeah, we know the Eastern Conference a little bit better because of where the wings are. So well, it's, it's okay. just like that's our direct competition too. Like these guys aren't, these teams aren't going to get in our way of, of, of a postseason run. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so which are the two teams you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Dallas? Or you want to talk about uh, the I Vegas think, Golden I Night? think we say Vegas for last. And the reason why is because I love most of the Dallas Stars. <laughs> There's one you. very <laughs> clear player that we're all not a big fan of on the Dallas Stars. Um, but I, I, I love Robertson. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch in the entire NHL right now. 
Um, and they, uh, I mean, Ottinger in that is always, uh, you know, playoff Adi is, is, <laughs> is a great, uh, he isn't really, I don't know if he's been the same playoff Adi as last year, but he's been pretty good. Like, yeah, they're, they're just a really, uh, they're of, I know, I know who's on the team, but like <laughs> there's uh they are, I think a fun, young up and coming team that is probably going to be in the postseason mix for, uh, honestly, the foreseeable future. And I think that that's, Again, when we're talking about why they have a guy who's capable of taking over a postseason in that he's done it before, and they have an 100 point score that's very young uh, on their top line. So, like that checks both of those boxes yet again. Yeah, and I mean, as much I I don't like the Dallas Stars whatsoever. I did pick them to win the Stanley Cup, even though they're down two nothing right now. Them in the, the cup. Um, Jason Robertson, like you said, 23 years old. He checks the youth and the star power, 109 points in 82 games, 46 goals. But like Jamie Ben, as much as we, we dog him. Yeah. Because I wasn't of, even going to say his name. So, like, well, <laughs> But like as much as we dog him for the crappy plays and the dirty plays that he's done, you know, he's taken a step back into a support role and he's been thriving. He's taken a, spot, yeah. a step back out of the limelight. He's had 78 points this year in 33 games played. He's 33 years old. You, Their third best score? 38-year-old Joe Pavelski with 77 right. points in 82 games, 28 goals. Like It's one of those situations. They have a mix of star power, youth, and you know if you want to add a fourth category in there, veteran leadership is important too. I mean, Ryan Suter is 38 years old. He had 25 points this season. Not too bad, not too shabby. I know that contract, some people, he his contract's not great still regardless, but like it's it's the fact that, you know, they have this mix of depth, star power, youth. We're not even talking, we haven't even mentioned Miro Heiskin in either. 73 points in 79 games played from a 23 year old defenseman. Rupe Hints, 26 year old, 75 points in 73 games played, 37 goals. Like Dallas Stars, again, we talk about what these teams have, the wings don't. These teams have youth, star power, depth. Again, Red Wings are working on the depth, they've got the youth but they just lack that star power. And the Dallas stars have that star power. The thing that's holding them back right now is I think that Jake Ottinger probably hasn't had the best playoffs. His, he's the only goalie amongst the four goalies remaining, four starters remaining, whose goal saved above expected is in the negatives. Yeah. And that's crazy from a guy who last season went balls to the wall to try and keep that team in the playoffs. Insane run. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, Jake Ottinger is, if he can figure it out, they're still going to be very much in this series. Two nothing doesn't mean crap. Of course, by the time people are listening to this, we know the outcome. And if they're down three nothing, it's basically writings on the wall. But yeah. if they can get, steal a win here at home, right? At home against that, uh, or are they on the road now? No, there are, yeah, no, Dallas is at home. Yeah. I'm getting it confused because Florida won two on the road to start the series. Um, then they, they, they're going to be right back in it. Jake Ottinger just has to go out there and, and ha- play a good game, but it's, Save percentage right now of 901 isn't going to isn't going to do it when the other goalies in the playoffs are crushing it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, uh, on the flip side, you have another team that has crazy de- depth. <laughs> the, the Vegas Golden Knights have a lot of production from everywhere. Uh, you know, we just did this game with. Uh, the Canes, the Knights have 10 players with 30 or more points and 12 with 25 or more points. Um, and then they have Jack Eichel at the top, who uh, was a point-a-game player in what he plays, 65, 67 games there. So, yeah, like he, that's this is a, another team that has the, uh, the, the ability 
to have a top end over point a game caliber player when when Eichel is on and uh, also has crazy good depth. So uh, same song and dance, different team, really. What's crazy too is is the Vegas Golden Knights didn't have a single forty goal score in their regular season either, and that's yeah. just wild to me with how deep that team is. I mean, March to show. I'm, I I butchered that, but I'm not going to try again. Jack Eichel, they didn't Riley have a Smith. Three goal score. Yeah, they didn't, but they had three guys who were 25 plus goal scorers. Right. I mean, they they were just they're just another team that's crazy deep down the middle. And Jack Eichel is, I think, the perfect type of leader that that team needs. Yeah, Eichel would have gotten third if he played 82. Yes, absolutely. It's 66 and 67 games. He would have yeah. he would have been right there in the mix. But they're a crazy deep team. And Aiden Hill, just like the other goalies has kind of like gone balls to the wall. He's got a save percentage of 934, a goal saved above expected. I guess we got to add another thing on there. You know, we talk about the three things. Maybe the fourth thing is that you need a goalie to get hot because the three teams that are We've killing it right time now. and time again in the last decade of Stanley Cup run. I mean, we you know, date back the last 20 years. Like, it doesn't matter. We... We've seen that a lot. We, we've seen so many postseasons and so many teams that have just gotten carried by, uh, I don't want to say carried, maybe that's too dramatic, but have found a lot of their success because of just fantastic, fantastic goalie play at the right time. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like, I almost want to attribute it to them being like the Carolina Hurricanes, right? They had not a single, not a single player on their team hit seventy points. Of course, again, Eichel would have if he played a full eighty-two, but he didn't. He only played sixty-seven. But they had six players hit over fifty points. So it's just the depth. They double-checked the depth scoring, and you know they're they got a mix of youth and age as well. Yeah. So youth and veteran leadership, but it's just goaltending, man. That'll get you real far in the playoffs. At Aiden Hill, who. I remember hearing, you know, Sharks fans joke about the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to Aiden Hill to be their savior after, you know, trading away a Vesna with literal Vesna winner at the time in Flurry, and then having Leonard have double hip surgery. Now it's like, oh, now Aiden Hill is going to be your savior, and he has been nine thirty save percentage, goal saved above expected of like six. Well, and again, like we can just go down the list of like. Uh, like, I mean, we, we talked about Ottinger last year, like Montreal, right? Like their crazy run was, uh, in massive large part due to goaltending a couple of years ago. Um, talked about Nashville. Oh, I definitely said Tuka Rask when talking about Nashville and that's totally wrong. Pecorine, obviously. You, and you did. And I was like, I wasn't sure if I ca- caught that correctly. No, no, that definitely is something that I screwed up on. But like Pecorine back in whatever, what was that? 16, 17. Like they were a 16 seed, right? They were the worst team in the playoffs. I mean, and made it all the it, way to the cup. Like, isn't the uh, Jonathan Quick just like the penultimate? Like he's right. The, he's yeah. The obviously. Guy. I mean, we could literally have a half hour show just talking about like, incredible postseason runs by goaltenders that have carried their team. But you can't predict that, right? No, like, obviously so you to, can't. Obviously to put you your can. goalie in a position to go balls to the wall, you do need those other three things. You need yeah. depth. You need youth. You need star power in some sort of fashion on your team. If you don't have the star power, you need extra of the depth of the youth. If you don't have the youth, you need extra of the depth of the star power. Like That's just how it works in the NHL. The Red Wings have the youth. They have Cider. They have Raymond. They have Casper. They have Edmondson. You know, they have, if they draft that ninth overall, if they don't trade that pick in a deep draft, they're going to have that. They have Johansson. They have Wallander. Uh, The depth-wise, it's getting better. Every single time one of these young guys makes it to the NHL roster, it helps solidify that roster. So the depth is getting there, but they just 
lack that star. And yep. that star could be in the making. It could be one of those prospects. It could be Raymond yet. It could be Cider. I think Cider legitimately has a chance at being a star. I don't think he's going to be like a Kale McCarr, Adam Fox type star. I think he's going to be more Different of a defensive style, defenseman. Yeah. yeah. But like the, the possibility is basically there. a forward that lines up yeah. on the right side. Same, same thing with Miro Heiskinen, right? Like, That's a cheat code. Yeah. So, I mean, the pieces are there a lot. A lot of the pieces are there for the Red Wings, but, you know, you have two options. You have to either go out there and be get that star, or you have to try and become the Carolina Hurricanes, where you just double down on depth to make up for the fact that you don't have that 40-goal score, 100-point score. Like, that's 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 yeah. the route. That's what separates the Red Wings. To go back to our original question, that's what separates the Red Wings from the teams in the conference finals right now. Right, and no matter what route you're going to take, whether it's acquiring a star player or acquiring depth or – you know, like you want to go crazy and try and get both, whatever that all requires a ton of moves this off season, because that is not currently how the roster is constructed. So this off season still just remains very, very important if we want to get over that hump. But again, $8 million under the floor, just one, one of your free agents, maybe two, if you include, well, you're going to have to resign Valeno. You're going to, you might re-sign Lindstrom, who's an RFA, might. Like, huge asterisks on that because who, yeah. who knows about that rumor about him maybe going overseas. And then, like, we want you to re-sign Suter. But, like, those three players combined might not even get you the $8 million back to the cap floor. And then Iserman, you know, is going right. to spend. So, like, next year is, like, guaranteed to be an improvement roster-wise, right? Like, it's, it's almost like he, it has to. How do you not improve over the players that are leaving this roster while trying to get to the cap floor? Like it just correct. It seems like it's written in stone. It's just who are you going to get and how big of an impact are they going to have? So absolutely. Be a long off season to talk about that. I mean, we're coming up soon here, probably in June, we'll start doing free agent primers. So that'll be fun. I'm doing a lot more prospect more draft profiles. Stuff, I'm sure too. Yeah. yeah. So just trying to make it to June. Yes, sir. <laughs> this was a fun conversation though it was a fun conversation we haven't talked a lot about the playoffs there's just so much going on with the playoffs for so long it was hard to like pick a couple teams but now that you're down to four we'll probably talk about the stanley cup final once we get there as well yeah i'm sure so we'll do the same exact episode again just about the final no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> we'll be back maybe though maybe long off season right that's what i keep saying maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe. who knows uh we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow scotty any final thoughts bro um, we ball. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.